Hi, my name is Sean Shaler. That's my friend Chris Ford, a.k.a. The Objective Geek of YouTube and Twitter fame. Welcome to Avatar The Last Podcasters. Today's episode is called Deja Vu, which is the one where we do the one over again, but this time without any accidental hardware mute button clicks, which is what I presume had to have happened. But before we get to our Kiyoshi's, uh, what if Kiyoshi's parents weren't terrible? Chris, how you been? How you doing? I've been doing good. I've been getting good sleep and waking up rested. I don't know. This is a good week. I'm like a graduation ceremony of that leadership program I was in, which it is like a, a treat like such a graduate. I got like a very nicely framed certificate saying I completed this thing and a nice little desk thingy. Anyway, I don't know. The future is looking brighter. I don't think I've ever heard you reference good sleep. Or not? I'm gonna take a guess. I always get, I always get good sleep. Well, but I'm gonna take a guess that for you, what you and your current state think of as good sleep is like six hours, mostly uninterrupted. Am I close? Yeah. Six, six and a half. I get a tight eight every day. <laughs> it's important to me. I don't. I'm not a sleep inner. I wake up at the same time on Saturday and Sunday as I do everything every other day of the week. Like I need a rigid schedule but it's a it's a rigid seven to eight on a crazy day i'll do a seven to eight but uh chris i just had two panic attacks consecutively related to comic-con um i got a wedding invitation from my cousin and it said april 22nd and i was like oh that's nice you know i assumed i could go it's my cousin of course i'm gonna go and then like like two hours later like there's a big separation it's like <gasps> wait a minute that's playing at Comic-Con, I bet. And so then I looked. Uh, it is. It absolutely <laughs> is not. But there's a good reason for why I thought that, Chris. So I Googled it uh, as soon as I got to my phone. But I was away from my phone for like 10 minutes. And we were like sitting at dinner with some friends. I was trying not to be rude. But the whole time I was like pouting. I was like, I know that's Comic-Con. But it's not. But I looked at my phone, the website, the little blob of text, like when you just Google search underneath it still has the 2022 information and in 2022, it was on April 22nd. Um, so that's where that information, that panic came from. So it wasn't. I was like, oh, thank goodness. It's March. Um, I'm already, I'm already going to mess up. Eight, 18th, I think, is our day? Yeah. Saturday? Yes, 18th. It was March 18th. And so then it was like two hours later. And I was like, oh, I think we're on vacation that day. <laughs> so then I ran to Heather because I don't even have this in my calendar. So Heather's job, when she does really good at her job, uh, it, it's a sales job, essentially. She gets to go on a schnazzy vacation, and then I have to pay, of course. But, um, but like hers is all paid or whatever, and it's like a week long at the end of March. It's like, oh no, I know that's it. So I like ran down to Heather. So this is over a span of like four hours of having two panic attacks about the exact same thing. No, that's also not the days that the vacation is either. It's like the twenty twenty fifth through the end of March yeah. or something like that. But I just want you to know the panic repeatedly, but that I will be at Planet Comic Con. <laughs> I'll be there. It's going to be great. And it's going to be here before you know it because it's it's March. It's not April. So, hey, if you live in the Kansas City area and you like trivia and you don't hate us, come on Saturday. And you like Avatar. And also, well, Especially I think Avatar trivia. That's but true. That I, if they're, they're here be listening better. to me talk about panic attacks, because I assume that they like Avatar. <laughs> So, yeah, Saturday, and I think it's March 18th, 
come hang out because we will be there. I have just confirmed it and I blocked it off in my calendar. <laughs> Very I, specifically. I would have still been there. I mean, I assumed it. that you would have carried the shit. It was tough. So like cousin's wedding, I was like, well, what if Heather goes to the wedding to represent my family and I go to Comic-Con? Because <laughs> we've done similar things, never for like a, like a first cousin wedding. Uh, but we've done similar things for like third cousin weddings where it's like I'll go and what, Heather What time is the wedding? Uh Catholic weddings are usually afternoon evening affairs on Saturday, so it like direct over. Would you would would you have been able to make the the probably the later time like our last year's was at like six thirty? No, it's in Kingman, Kansas. Oh, okay. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so I was like, well, Heather, go to the wedding. I'm I going. don't I don't know what that place is, so I know it's far. Oh, yeah. Uh, you go through Wichita, right? Or do you go through Joplin when you go to Tulsa? You have no clue. <laughs> I just go straight down 75. Through Is that through Joplin or it's not through Joplin? No. Joplin's way on the... Joplin's in Missouri, Sean. Right, but it's right over the border on a major interstate. Like, that's like 29. Uh, Topeka is like a whole nother hour from Kansas City. That's fair. And 75 goes straight south. Oh, okay. Uh, anyway, Kingman is a... Uh, I can go like... I can go like straight to my house. South. All I need is like three steps of directions from where I currently live to my old house. But it's like a four-hour drive. Well, I don't... I don't feel uh, too bad then because one of my guesses was too far east and the other one was too far west. So, you know, whatever. Uh, <laughs> you just overshoot Tulsa by an hour either way. Yeah. Uh, but no, the cousin's wedding, I was like, well, you know, maybe we could split. And I was like, ah, oh, my mom would probably stab me. And then the vacation, which like coincidentally, everybody would be like, well, the vacation's less important, except that I already paid for it. <laughs> so I was like, all right, no, yeah, and, I'm going. I don't think the vacation is more important. A cousin's wedding, who cares? That's, that cousin probably a, get married again someday, a, you know? I haven't been to a cousin's wedding in, I don't know. I think my mom years. would stab me if I missed it. So, uh, so that was that was impactful. Whereas, like I said, everybody else would be like, oh, pff, you know, you can always go on vacation. Like, yeah, but the, but the, but the money. <laughs> anyway, it's yeah. fine. I'll be there. And um, oh, um, oh, speaking we're going to make John come too, right? Uh, Yeah. Yeah, you got you know get permission from the missus. Um, Excellent. It was just announced that D. Bradley Baker, who is the voice of pretty much every animal in the all Avatar, of them, Cora. <laughs> I honestly think it is every single animal. Uh, if you find uh, the person that did a different animal voice, I'd like to meet him. No, I wouldn't, because that person probably a random cast, a random crew member. <laughs> He also voiced um, Unalak in The Legend of Korra, so he actually had to do a human for once. And, uh, yeah, anyway. So he'll be at Kansas City, or Planet, Planet Comic Con, which is the, the Kansas City Planet Comic Con. There we go. Um, he was one of my favorite inter, uh, like interview episodes on the official Avatar podcast when I was a regular oh, yeah. listener there. That was a really funny episode. Pretty early on. Um yeah. And great, great Delal Griffin will also be there, who's the voice of Azula. Uh, you know what? I have the, to guess. You have the voice of every all Avatar of animal people. and of all of your favorite childhood cartoon villains. All yes. of them. Yes, yeah. <laughs> yeah, all of them also. Also the voice of Vicky, 
Also, the voice of Selena Kyle in Arkham City. I would um, love, I would love to sing the Icky Vicky song to Vicky. I think that would be incredible. Comment. I kind of want to do that. Maybe that'll be my first ever, my first ever signing in picture. Is I'll sing the Icky Vicky song to greet Al <laughs> Griffin. Should be like that's my least favorite work oh, that I've ever done. Oh, I think she's dropped the Griffin now. I think this is great, Delisle. Catchy, nice. Yeah. I like it. Chris, who else is coming? Who else are you gonna see? What do you? It's closer than I thought for some reason. Yeah, I'm hoping they announce a couple more things. Because uh, so far it's just like tiny, major, major announcements. Uh, I'm not really seeing. I don't just meet those two so far, but I do think they'll get more people. Uh, I think they probably have a couple big more bigger announcements to make. Excellent. But either way, our fun just walking around. Yeah, I mean, and it's free, so for us, it's for, free us. for us. I don't, I don't want to advertise that for us. F tier <laughs> celebrities. I don't know if F F-tier. is enough tiers down. <laughs> it's not enough tiers down. It's not. We're at like. In Excel, when you get to like ZZ, <laughs> I'll give us more credit than that. We're at like, we're B. I don't B-A. think, I think tiers are relative where A tier is the best. And I think that Z tier, just regular Z on a relative index is the lowest. So I think that we're like Y tier. Right? Yeah, Z tier is like off the grid people that intentionally don't have the internet. And then above that, there's us and we're free. <laughs> <laughs> for us it's <laughs> everyone else you have to pay to get in the i think that the funny irony to me was that it it's it costs almost as much to like print the trivia <laughs> papers <laughs> and also buy the prizes oh i'm not even counting the prizes that's that's charitable wait, it goodwill <laughs> wait it costs that it can't cost that much Okay, so it did because I wanted slightly nicer paper, which I admit was unnecessary, but I wanted, like, not the cheapest paper. And then you ever also, go to Dunner Mifflin to get your paper needs? I, I also, like, didn't do it. That, like, my wife was like, oh, I think I can do it at work. And then she had something come up where she just wasn't able. And then um, it was literally, like, it was a perfect storm of our library was moving. So we literally didn't have a public library. Heather couldn't do it at work. So I had to go to, like, one of those places that prints signs. And I was like, hi, do you print pieces of paper? And they looked at me really strangely. And they're like, <laughs> we can. This is, this is not, this is not our like actual function. We like, are about to the bottom line of like the fine print of what we can do. They made so some overhead not... on me that day. They or made some, made some margin. Pardon me. They really made some margin off my purchase. That's like asking uh, Zack Snyder to record your local, uh, like local, dang it, get, <laughs> like your like your local plumber commercial that's only going <laughs> to air in in your city, For, but only on the radio. That's what I did to those people. Mm-hmm. As Zack Snyder local radioed them, we, so Heather and I are. Very lazy. The football, the TV antenna, we used to have a regular antenna. It's out there. Works great for all the regular channels and then some weird, oh, like, adjustments. stuff. Death. Yeah, it's it's great. Um, but we're really lazy, but the antenna doesn't come in here, but sometimes we want to watch in here. So we'll just stream it like horrible 
like 2000s college internet kids uh, would just just stream it off shady reddit sites but we get the local commercials for wherever the stream is from and there are some <clears throat> horrible horrible places out there chris <laughs> you can tell a lot about a place by what it shows its football viewers and there's a lot of places i wouldn't want to live out there but uh another story for another time maybe closer to like high political voting season um Chris, let's talk about Kyoshi. The episode yes. that we already did once, and we're gonna redo because I screwed it up. My bad. And I, I feel like we came up with some really good stuff. And I don't remember. <laughs> a lot no of one will. recorded this shortly after. No I know there's a couple different things. Ever know that are a couple different things are important. We do get into pretty much every character from the Kyoshi novels. Let's show up in this. Um, okay, so to, to backtrack, the basis of this what if video, what if episode is what if Kyoshi's parents actually loved her? So, right, so in the Kyoshi novels, Kyoshi's parents, they, um, they give her up, they just leave her, they abandon her to a little city, little village. Um, and it's like, hey, but well, what if they actually, like, you know, raised her? Um, but then we started off the conversation with, like, a question of, did they give up Kyoshi because they wanted to to uh, keep going with their life of crime? Or did they give up Kyoshi because they, like, knew she was the avatar and wanted her to have, like, a better life? I think that we actually took both paths a little I know we did. To, what was, to some what was the main one? We, we took one of them as like the first way. It was like the main thing. I think that we went down the path first of the if they they didn't want to raise the avatar because they still were like a sort of people of code, people of a certain level of honor, and I think it was legitimately just under. I think we went down the road of our preference being they didn't feel right raising the avatar essentially. Okay. So if that was the case, if Justin Hark, that's her name, if Justin Hark, oh man, so is in my brain. So the, the biggest thing do... was that we decided uh, that I remember, that I functionally remember was, okay, let's say that they decide that they can raise Kyoshi and but we didn't try to change the parents too much. We didn't say, all right, well, you know, they had the avatar, so now they're going to go on the straight and narrow. Uh, no, like I said, they're still yeah, like the... kind of honor and code bound, but also raising the avatar. There um, we go. Okay. Yeah, because they wouldn't, they wouldn't, I don't think people of their, uh, well, <laughs> people of their lifestyle would be like, all right, well, let's go now live with the greatest monks and and the greatest masters and stuff like nah like they they had to still live this life even if it's not like fully fully how they were doing it before they still got to live this life in, in some way they still got to be Dalfei. so something in something we discussed at length was that sh the the avatar would still First of all, they, they aren't like thieves for the sake of being thieves solely. They're kind of like Robin Hood 
type thieves yeah, and that's yeah. sort of important here is it as a uh it not bad people just to be bad people and so that was important and so we discussed that we discussed that she would have still had exposure to experienced benders of various yes. bending types and so there is a lot of discussion of like, well, they would probably struggle with the morality, like of parents of two different religions, like which religion do we raise the kid? You know what I mean? But, um, but that ultimately Kyoshi would probably still have a lot of the exposure and that she would probably still develop a relatively good moral compass compass in like a, where the rubber meets the road kind of way. Like, Hey, these are the problems afflicting sort of the, the regular Joe in the world. Um, and so she would have probably developed a pretty good moral compass. So my, my recollection of this half of the topic was kind of the, what's the, the thing they say in X-Men days of future past, like the, the rippling river theory, like you throw the rock in the river yeah. and it makes a plunge, but ultimately the river still flows the same direction. Um, and even on the other side, even remind me of, wait, the wait, other wait, kid. wait, 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 oh, wait, wait, let's, let's stay, let's stay to this, this side. Uh, Oh, sorry, I meant the other side with the uh, other kid. What's the other kid's name that they thought oh, was the Avatar? Uh, oh, my gosh. Uh, uh, Yoon. Yoon. So, obviously, we would have some, like, severed relationship abilities and stuff in the story, but that even that side could have still been happening. Like, hey, we can't find the Avatar. Nobody has stepped up and said, our child is the Avatar. Um, and so that that yeah, side they... could have progressed pretty similarly. Yes. Yeah, that's exactly what happened before. Uh, so they will. So Kelsong, Gianju, um, Heron will still. Oh, Kelsong and Gianju will still find Yoon. That's not going to change at all. And they will still absolutely think that Yoon is the Avatar, the reincarnation of Korra. And so they'll take him back, straight back to the same as that palace that that they uh, made for him. Kyoshi just wouldn't be there. He'll pretty much be raised up to like be the avatar. He's gonna think he is the avatar. Now, on the flip side of that, Kyoshi will be with her mom uh, and her dad, you know, in the fine opera company. And I still don't think Kyoshi will. I think Jinpa. I'm sorry. I think. Uh, um, I can't remember the company's names. Just, just it's, it was well, a fine opera company. I don't need to know their names. It's, it's yeah. Um, just Justin Hart. I think Justin Hart <clears throat> will keep it hidden, sort of like they'll have like some type of like Kyoshi might bend something, or they'll see something in her that they'll be like, oh, I, we're pretty positive she's the Avatar. Um, but I think they will keep that hidden because why? Why tell the world, like, but oh, it'll be an interesting story of just like, hey, like these parents don't want their kid to be the avatar because one is dangerous, and uh, and two is like, what has the world done for us? Turns right? out she's like, a pretty good uh, bender thief assistant, also for whatever that's worth. And so I, I don't think she will be doing at this point until she figures out that she's avatar until. I don't think she'll be doing any other bidding besides earthbending. I do think um, that the old man, help me out, the the ancient one, would would like know, but he probably wouldn't. Yeah, yes. it feels oh, like he'd be the type knows. that would yeah. know, but just wouldn't even tell Jessa and Hark. Like, 
he might sense it before they knew or something like that. Yeah. So that'd be kind of fun, um, a fun fill in later on. It's like, yeah, I knew the whole time. Yeah. And so I think uh, a lot of people will still be in the same spot. So Zhu, who's the main leader of the Yellow Necks, Jianju will still put him behind bars. Um, but I think before that, I think uh, Kyoshi's parents will come to some conflict with, uh, with them. Um, uh, they, they're probably going, you already alluded to it, they grow more and more. At first, it's like a righteous indignation. Like, yeah, what has the world done with us? We're still raising her as the avatar. We're still raising her at the moral compass. But then at some point it becomes, you know, should she, should she still be out like doing more with the, like for the world in, in public and, uh, yeah. and they would eventually come to that. And then, crossroads. Yeah, and then on the flip side of that, I think Kyoshi's mm-hmm. parents and the, I think the flying opera company in total will come into conflict with like Moak, right? Moak was like the second lieutenant of the Yellow Nags. I mean, he was actually, it seemed like he was a leader, but in, retro, in, but in actuality, he was the second in command to Zhu. Um, so I think you might have this interesting dynamic here where Kyoshi's parents are like, should we, like we, we like we are training our daughter who is the avatar to turn her back on the world because the world hasn't done anything for us, right? We're Dalfe. Like that's the whole point of it. Like we, society has turned their back on us. And then there's the other side of like the Dalfe going too far. Of like, we're going to murder villages and take them <laughs> over. <laughs> like, so then it's like, all right, do we, what do we do about, you know, our daughter? Um, but I'm, I don't think we even solved this issue before. Like, what is the flashpoint of Jianju and Kelsung knowing that Yoon is not the Avatar? Oh, wait, I did this before. Never mind, never mind. I, I'll get to it, I'll get to it. Because I think it was a really good story point. So, I think we'll eventually get to uh, Kyoshi's parents having an altercation with the Yellow Necks, right? Because they still... They still like owe a debt, I'm sure, to uh, to Moke, and so they still gotta like help him break out Zhu out of prison, and that all probably goes pretty close to similar how it does in, in the novel. Well, surely that's a pretty good flashpoint. Is that where you're heading? Yeah, like, and so when they Kyoshi... actually let him out, <laughs> they're like, "Wait a minute!" Yeah, and... <laughs> yeah, like wait, you said you're about to kill all these people, <laughs> and then so like Kyoshi has to come to terms with her with her power. There's probably some point where she figures out that she's the avatar and she herself is is trying to tackle this. Even that would, uh, you you could convince me that she like finds that out from the old guy too and right like parents were keeping it from me and they're like, well we weren't sure uh, but like the old guy's trying to teach her the little sand steps or yeah, something I mean, like that. You could convince yeah, me that, that she learned it from him kind of incidentally. Yeah, she's, she's 17 and so I mean, she probably, something probably happened that triggered her to use another element. And then she has to wrestle with the dilemma of should I do how I'm raised and, 
they send me back in the world or should I protect the innocent? Should it's I a slow burn. Society? Just like all of us, we would naturally want to like defend the way that we were raised at first. Yeah. Um, I think it's a, it, that's a slow turn. But then by, by your flashpoint suggestion that she's like, you know what? Love my mom and dad. Maybe they're not horrible people, but this ain't right. Yeah, and her parents are. I think I think they all kind of come around to it. Um, I think so too. And so I think she still has that conversation with Zhu, and I think she still kills Zhu uh, through the Avatar State. Who you know, any any people can help her out with that. Um, but then. I think how it's going to connect to Jianju is that Jianju is going to find out like, oh crap, someone broke out Zhu. I mean, who the heck killed Zhu? Like, oh, there must be some type of power struggle going on. I need to stop this now. So him and Yoon goes to, uh, you know, discover this. And, and, the, and they, no one knows yet that the avatar is not Yoon. Um, suggestion like, slash question yes what if Yoon and Janju still do what they did uh, like in the with the spirit I forget the, the monster from the spirit world father glowworm where I don't know why Kelsong dies other than maybe he's trying to defend Yoon or, or something like defend, that he's trying to defend oh you, oh you mean this alternate world uh, right um, and so Maybe that still happens just when they start to have their doubts about Yoon, and well, then had, and then just through their through John Ju's connections throughout the world, he's like, "Shit, we didn't get the Avatar. I got to kick it into high gear." But he knows lots of people in lots of places. Uh, well, the only <clears throat> issue with that is that they only had doubts about Yoon because Kyoshi also had a very uh, strong. But it, for being the avatar. But at some point, when they'd be like, "Hey, this kid can't bend other stuff," <laughs> but I don't think they they weren't getting to that point in the book. Like they all seemed very adamant that Yoon was the avatar. It's just he was a slow learner. I just I don't want the flashpoint, and it's just selfish. I don't want the flashpoint to be when when she kills Zhu because that's like too much farther along. In my head, I want it to, and that doesn't mean it has to, but in my head, I want it to happen sooner. So I wonder if about the time that somebody breaks Moke out of uh, prison, or breaks Zhu out of prison, and it's some kind of incredible feat, and at the same time, John Zhu's like, you know what? Yeah, I've been having my doubts about this kid over here. Uh, And then Father Glowworm eats Yoon and, and he kills Kelsong and then goes to investigate this person that broke Zhu out of prison because of some otherworldly feat that she performs. So what we came up with last time was which I liked so there gets to be some point where Jianju comes across Jianju and Yoon comes across Kyoshi because it's pretty much they're fighting the Daofei and Jianju, well, he will destroy any of them. Like he, he's the grave digger for a reason. Um, and so as he's destroying Kyoshi, Kyoshi goes into the Avatar state, and it is shell-shocking, right? So imagine 
Not only is he wrong, but he's fighting the Avatar. Yes. It's like being extra wrong. (laughs) (laughs) Like, imagine there's a moment where Kyoshi is just, like, full-on, eyes glowing, like, talking, and all the voices, like, you dare, like, you claim to be this righteous man. How dare you? And, like, he, like, the wind swirling and everything, him, mouth just agape, looking at Kiyoshi, then turning, looking at you, looking at Kiyoshi, like, what the F is going on? That is the equivalent of, Chris, I've probably told it on this podcast before, but in football, my favorite thing, unrelated to my favorite team, but my favorite thing to happen in any football game is when there's a call that goes against the home crowd, and then it gets reviewed, and then it gets confirmed not stands, but like when the when the official gets to walk out in front of the home crowd and be like, "This call that you all booed at was definitely right, <laughs> and you're all wrong." And that's one of my favorite things in football. And I feel like that's a similar feeling as to <laughs> as to what Kiyoshi would be laying. No, you're right. Uh, you won me over. That was a great. I'd forgotten that we had gone that route, and that's fantastic. The the thing that we're kind of for, not forgetting because it's not as important here, but uh, I wonder how the pirate, the pirate lady scene goes down, where they first like figure out that Kyoshi's stupid, um, powerful. Um, just because that's such a cool part, but then again, we've also just replaced it with a cooler sequence. Yeah. So maybe it's not important. Yeah, I, I completely forgot how we did. Maybe I mean, you. Maybe that's it. where they start to ask some, like the slightest doubts about Yoon, or yeah, or... yeah, sure. Introduce more doubts there, right? It's like, man, we barely escaped that. Like, why like, didn't the Avatar stay trigger? Like, like come like, on, kid, like, do he, something. He almost died, and he didn't. Yeah, uh, that's got some potential. I don't remember politically. I got to be honest. I don't politically remember why they were there. But oh, they're there because I mean, Tagaka was trying to like. <clears throat> be a fit nation and take over all these different trade routes and stuff like that. And, and so uh, they were essentially trying to like a treaty. Yes. She also took hostages of a different like ship and stuff. So they had to go there. And so maybe there's an element of like, yeah, Yoon still pulls off like some pretty incredible feats of, of like finesse bending that your average kid absolutely couldn't do, but like specifically just earth bending no avatar state, no excessive power when they're in extreme danger. Only something that like yeah. Kelsong does, you know, saves the day. Ultimately, something yeah. like that. <clears throat> yeah, I could bite that. Um. So in. So Yoon's perspective, and when he finds out that Kyoshi goes into avatar state, he gets wrecked. <laughs> Damn like, it! He, he gets he gets wrecked emotionally, <clears throat> and he is he's pissed off. Like we know Yoon, Yoon and Kyoshi and him were like friends slash like a lot of romantic interest build up there in tension. Even when he found out that she was the av- avatar, he was really pissed off about it, like secretly. Mm-hmm. So imagine this freaking Daofei, this freaking criminal is, is the, av- not only am I not the avatar, but this person, the scum of the earth is the avatar. This isn't she took all this from me he goes even more crazy well then he's been lied to his whole life too there again just whatever john going through of like not only was i wrong but now i'm fighting the avatar 
and like that's yeah. sort of doubled down for you and like not only have my is my whole life been a waste but now i'm gonna die <laughs> yeah and so he is now like i want to get into a sense where kiyoshi in her avatar state uh immobilizes jianju and then she gets out of the avatar state but now she's kind of in a weakened state because her, her she just needs to recover from it and Yoon is now after kill, out to kill, out to kill her. He's trying to kill her, and uh, I don't know. Someone has to kill Yoon in order to stop this. It has to be someone. Kill him or just Jianju. like he needs. He needs to get banished to the shadow realm, Chris. Um, he needs to get sent to the spirit world. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. It's just too many gymnastics. Too to, many. That's like, fair. Um, grab Father Glowworm into this. You know, he I think was, somebody just kills him. I he was raised to be like him. he was raised to be, or you know, essentially him. this highly spiritual avatar his entire life. Maybe he's like a really good meditator and kind of transcends a little bit because that's like one of his finer skills that made people think he was the yeah. avatar. Uh, uh, it's a little bit of extra. Yeah, that's a lot. You're out plot a lot. convenience <laughs> to throw out one of our favorite words. I think we just kill him. But I don't know <laughs> who I want to kill him. <laughs> <laughs> so is, so I, remember, I remember us killing Kelsung again for a really good reason. And I forgot why. Uh, I was going to go listen to just your reactions to me saying stuff. <laughs> go back and figure out why. Um, see if he can parse okay, from my in, garbled in this, nonsense. In this alternate... In this alternate alternate world, Kelsung lives currently. Um, but but then we've so ruined Kyoshi, the next novel. No, no, we'll get to that because that's a little different. Uh, <laughs> so anyway, Kyoshi and her parents get away after I'll just say Jianju kills kills Yoon. Um, so they get away. So now Jianju is like Kelsung, like we. We are wrong. Like we have to go get this girl. What's her name? Kyoshi. We have to go get her. And Kelsung is like, I don't really agree with you on this, but I'll I'll go. Uh, and so, Jianju tracks him with the Shirashu and stuff like that. And then he ends up. In in Kelsung is probably a little injured for whatever reason, probably because of Kyoshi. Um. So I just need him weakened, a lot more weakened than Jianju. Or at least about the same amount of weakened. I mean, I think she can wreak some havoc in the Avatar state that you could easily... Yeah, Jianju got mostly unharmed yeah. and Kelsan got real, real screwed up. Yeah, and Kelsan probably protected <clears throat> Yoon and all of it. Like, he probably air-blasted him in an air circle far away or just a shield or something like that. Because that's who Kelsan is. Uh, but it's like it was the wrong one to do. Or just should have just left him. Anyway. And so in this situation, Jianju has even gone down more of that mad path. And I would think he would kidnap Lek. Because Lek would have been there. And Kyoshi's parents still probably would have raised Lek as their own. Oh, that would have been cool. Lek and Kyoshi would have still had a, a nice It might have been a slightly end. different relationship, but overall, I don't think it the would big have been, picture would have been would have been. Yeah, it would have been far more <clears throat> brother-sister from the get-go than... 
been heated rivals. Well, that's good because we lost the Yoon Kyoshi relationship at this point. So it's like a nice, from a story perspective, like a replacement. Yeah. But not too much. I mean, I don't know. Yoon provides a different sort of feeling than, than Lex. Uh, Yoon just... to me is like just a, just a male. Kind of, just another character to add early on, earlier on in her story, I guess. Fair enough. Yeah. Uh, the one thing I like about Yoon is that like there's just this like romantic tension between the two. Like in an ideal world, if he wasn't so crazy, like him, Kyoshi, and Rangi would just live like a polyamorous relationship. Yeah. <laughs> like all three of them would just live together. Um. Uh, okay. So, Kelsey and her parents would get away, but Jianju would be tracking them, and Kelsung will go along with them, but also just like, you're you're going crazy. Like, you're, you don't have a touch on reality here. Also, there's like a, a big amount of like PR cleanup kind of involved in this that's contributing to Jianju's sort of desperation. Yeah. Uh, so then, I don't know. I, I mean, they'll get back. So they'll kidnap Lek and Kyoshesko fight. And then, so they're all there. You know, of course, Gianju says, come alone. Like, none of your parents or none of the Fly Opera Company. And then, Kyoshi is there. And Jianju, not a man of his word, he doesn't let go. He's about to kill Lek. But then, Kelsong gets in the way. And he gets killed by Jianju. Anyway, Lek or, or Kelsong has to die. Can't They both can't live in this. Uh, I mean, I think Kelsong being alive has much heavier impact on the next story than, than Lek, I think. So I feel like it's more natural for Kelsong to die. Yeah, I think it would. Too, I think it would be somewhat of an atonement for his airbending. Um, you know, going down his spirituality, right? Because he was not as strong of a bender. He was held to a lower regard because he had inadvertently killed two people. Yep, <laughs> several. Uh, <laughs> yeah, like, several. like a, a ship. A ship usually has like what at least fifty people. He's done that to like a few, probably a dozen or so ships. And, like just the way Tagaka like explains that, like, oh, and this one here, <laughs> like you would think an airbender like just you would think it's the airbending way to just blow away some ships, but these are ships on the on the high tides on the ocean. They all die. Yeah, yeah, but but he still has a sense of spirituality. Yeah, atonement's a nice word. Yeah, so he he has to atone for these past transgressions. Yeah, uh, and then Kyoshi maybe even dies, sort of defending Kyoshi's safety somehow or other. No, no, I like that he gets hurt in that fight and then just never fully recovers. Yeah, uh, and then Kyoshi. Probably kills Jianju. Yeah. But she's not as vengeful against Jianju. 
You know uh, what? John, I think before this, in some meeting, oh, what triggers kill? She go to the Avatar State. Jianju kills one of her parents. Which one should it be? Why not just Lek again instead? Mm, nah, she's to lose. No. There's something about main characters losing a parent that is, for some reason, it's good storytelling. Biased from I the person wearing the it. Batman sweater. Exactly. <laughs> there's, there's something about a main character losing one or both of their parents that makes them much more interesting characters. <laughs> You can only make it onto Chris's list if your parents are dead. Don't come bugging him with your happy childhood story bullshit. Cora is probably like, I don't know, my third favorite fictional character. And she has both her parents. Both alive and well. I'm just saying we we kind of raised uh, Lek like a pig for slaughter in this story. Even had a stronger relationship with her and everything. Kill Lek. Nah, let's, let's keep keep somebody yeah, keep a parent. Uh, wait, what happened? <laughs> the thing is, I am like forgetting. Did both Chris, this isn't the show. Die? This is the books. We can kill as many people as we want. That's it's important here. You don't want to do too much. I, I think Jianji would have just killed. That's one too person. strong. That's too strong. There's only one person would have triggered the Avatar State. I don't know which person I want to say it would be. But wait a minute, her parents, parents died of sickness. Yeah, and maybe they could still already be dead from something or other. Yeah. It's our man. Got to so. kill Ek. But she would have ra- she would have been raised with Lek for some time. And still her parents for no! some time. Oh my gosh, that's actually so much emotionally worse. Because now she is the big, she's like, Race Lek is right? all that's she like has left, and he kills her, Chris. And yes. Oh, yes. But then you. Also, this is completely unrelated, but I remembered the reference from the John Mulaney joke we were talking about before the podcast, and it's about the movie The Fugitive. <laughs> and I'm really sorry. Anyway, there's a John Mulaney bit on the movie The Fugitive. Go listen to it. Um, listen, man, oh, it man. it works, and that's, I would argue. That that this is not an original idea because I don't have those. This is a subconscious idea that no, was probably is... planted during the first time we did this episode. I don't think we killed like in the first one. I, I'm going to listen back to your reactions of me talking and figure out, well, I should have done that before recording this, but it's actually interesting to do this twice. We'll have to do a part three things. where Chris is like, all right, yeah, I've got three. two episodes worth of evidence, one and a half episodes worth of evidence, really. <laughs> But yeah, so she would have probably been like the. She wouldn't have been the leader of the Dao Fei cause she, or the Flying Opera Comics. She would have only been like 17. But she definitely would have been the big sister to like, like raising him. Because he, he didn't have anyone else, and that would have been her last line. And Janji would have killed. So now. Wait a minute, wait, wait. Anyway, it's it, Lek dies at some point. Now that I think about it. So now you've mostly uh, a, a river, a ripple effect. Um, I, there again, I forget what they say in X Men Days of Future Past, but I do like the quote. I just can't think of it. But the river is mostly righted itself, with the exception of that you killed Yoon. Uh, so we're gonna assume now that Kyoshi kills Janju. Yes, but I didn't. Now I have a plot hole though, because before. I guess I don't need really anything to trigger Kyoshi going to the Avatar State. Just, uh, just as a. I don't think so. 
Yeah, and just just as a self self defense, she her hours I say would have been triggered. She didn't need to be triggered emotionally. And so, but Janju will. I don't know. Now, uh, I wrote, I written myself into. I I wish because we could if, have had a way to. I still wish we could have had a uh, an idea to get Yoon into the spirit world, so that the book can end yeah, the I same can, way. Because I liked. Um, I really liked that he showed up at the end of the book, but there again, that's more like selfish than, than us like recreating a story. That's just because I liked how it ended the first time, you know, I love that he appears out of the ether to kill John Ju. I mean, if you want Sean, I do. If you want, (laughs) we could say they happen to be, in this area uh, that's close to it when Kyoshi goes into the Avatar estate it then triggers Father Glowworm to, to feel like they are he is connected to Kurok's spirit and he then goes there because he wants to kill Kurok um, so then I'm done for that so then Kyoshi they think Yuna's dead. Yuna's like half alive. And Father Glowworm there is there to try to kill him. Uh, but then, you know, Yun figures out a way to maneuver out of that. We have set up one really incredible, like, super fight where it's Kyoshi in the Avatar State versus Janju and Kelsung and Yun, and then Father Glowworm shows up. Like, we've created a very oh, stellar no, so fight this, scene. In this case, Father Glowworm comes, like, after in the aftermath of everything, but Father Glowworm would know that Yoon's not the target. He does, but he still he still likes feasting on stuff, and he still needs information. I don't know. Never mind. It's hard to. I still. I still like a. I like a world where after that fight with with uh, Kyoshi, where Jonju has this horrible realization, like, oh crap, that's actually the Avatar. And then I don't have all the logistics plotted out in my head, but like he and Kelsong have this massive argument. Like, what do we do with Yoon? What do we do for PR reasons? And maybe it's just to confirm, or maybe it's just out of uh, anger to like get rid of Yoon, but that they still just go to that island. And he's like, hey, Father Glowworm, I'm pretty sure this is the Avatar. And then Father Glowworm eats him, and, <laughs> and boom, you know, uh, where I. I think you could wrap up even a good Kelsong Janju argument there, and there where Kelsong ends up dying in a very similar way. Uh, it's just not as sexy because we pretty much, you know, that's yeah. pretty much cut and paste from the original book, except that Kyoshi's not there. Yeah, kind of forcing, forcing the fog glow warm on her. I know, but I just, I like the ending of the book so much. What a great book. Uh, I don't know. Well, in this first part with Kyoshi killing Janju. Janju. Yeah, I'm fine Kill Lek. Um, also kill Kels Song, who's trying to protect Kiyoshi. Yes. Uh, sure. Uh, Kiyoshi's parents died of natural causes like they already did before. and uh, But now she is like more on this. So by the end of it, you kind of end where the first book ends. Is that she now feels the responsibility to be the best avatar she can be. So her first stop is the 
Air. No, wouldn't be the Air Temple. I mean, she would go there because that's just like her her mother's from there. So she'll be accepted there. They'll accept anybody. And also, that's the best place to go because everyone else has all their political. We want to get their political fingers all over her, but air nomads are pretty noble, and so. Uh, but then she'll be still have to like do her out her duties after that point, which that will take her to the Fire Nation to meet Rangi, and uh, try to solve those issues they're going within there. We would get less Rangi interactions, obviously, with Kyoshi throughout the book, but we can still have Rangi throughout the book too. Rangi would have been. Rangi would have been. With, ooh, you know what's interesting? Rangi would have been with Jianju and Yoon because she was the Avatar's bodyguard, so she would have mm-hmm. been there the whole time as well. So I don't know, gives a couple attention between those two. Like maybe they like meet like in the market before the battle, and like there's a couple little tension between those two, but then they have to fight, and then it's just like Rangi has to. Well, and then Rangi um, is now fighting yes. against the Avatar, who she is essentially supposed to protect yes and then so, she's yeah. just gonna so have goes, she's gonna Rangi have a midlife and a midlife no she can have a mid-battle crisis where she's like yeah i can't do this yeah wrong you have a long card dark somewhere down there but she'll be oh yeah whatever she'll be protected chris at uh for sake of time i don't want to go down the other path entirely but if he did flip it on its head uh and said that well they actually what was it? I already for some reason my brain abandoned her because they didn't love her. Like they just abandoned. Wait. They well. In, oh wait. So she's if they if did they, love her, but it the but they actually took her to like to be they, they, a crook to. No, no, the opposite of that because they are crooks <clears> in this one. If they had taken her and wanted to build her up to be the best avatar and abandoned their life of crime. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I see what you're saying. Um, And it's probably... That probably is a very different story because then do you have, like, mom attempting to reunite with Air Nomad Roots? Do you you break off from the Flying Opera Company? Uh, Is it more public or is it still very, like, private? Um, You might have a very different story, but curious if you have, like, some some high-level thoughts on how that story would differ. I think definitely should go back to the Air Nomads. Um, and the Air Nomads will probably set her up with, with you know, Korok's uh, friends. And so she would be trained by all of them. <laughs> oh, sorry. Is that on my ceiling? Um, and then, I mean, she'll be able to handle Shitagaka, might not even try anything. Like, an avatar who... It's 16. It can probably been at least two elements. Do uh, I think you you probably have to try harder to get to like actually successfully getting Moak out of uh, or Zhu out of prison? I think you have to because yeah. you're talking about a lesser flying opera company at that point. And uh, not that it st- couldn't still happen, but it feels like bigger bigger steps to get to that plot point and to get everybody all in the same place. Yeah. Um, which could very well be why we settled on this direction the first time. Mm-hmm. 
Chris needs a Kleenex. Well, hey, um, I think that's probably good enough coverage of this. And like I said, easy to see why we settled on that path the first time because it does recreate a very similar but still great story. Similar but different, but similar. But still a great story. What a great book. I need to go back and read the book. So bad. Um, and also... I just listened to the audio book. So great. It's fantastic. Um, it's a top... It's a top five book for me. Yeah. I think that's fair. Yeah. <laughs> I've only read probably ten books in my life, and it's number one. I mean... So I take that with... <laughs> I've I've not read a whole lot of books, but like it's at least got to compete with like your Harry Potters and Lord of the Rings and Artemis Fowls and like your standard nerd fare. And I'd say it's top yeah. five. So, um, yeah. Sorry I messed it up, but hey, always happy to talk about Kiyoshi again in the book, and this book in particular. I mean, um, Chris, come back next week. You got a pretty solid. Uh, not that that makes it sound like all your ideas aren't solid. Really looking forward to next week's episode as well. So come back and check that out. And then I don't know what we're actually going to do for it yet, but at some point next week, I intend to come over to your home. I have no idea what we're going to record or why or what the motivation will be, but I'll be there. <laughs> we'll figure it out. <laughs> just, just be watching TV or something. I don't know. Uh, but next week's episode is going to be very fun, so come check that out. My name's Sean. That's Chris Ford, a.k.a. The Objective Geek of YouTube and Twitter fame. I will put the... All the details, all the usual stuff down in the description. Like, subscribe, comment, whatever buttons you're willing to click for us are very appreciated. Leave a leave an Apple review. We need a new. We haven't had a new one. Yeah, since. leave us an iTunes review. Oh, That'd wow. be awesome. And um, yeah, thank you so much. We'll see you next time. Uh, I the one Spanish phrase I see all the time. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>